Haunted Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Shifa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. today's episode we're going to be meeting i say meeting not really meeting queen isabella of castle rising uh, a norfolk castle the she-wolf of france a murder and blood-curdling shrieks which have heard have been heard for centuries the spine-tingling story of queen isabella's haunting of castle rising has been passed down through generations that's it that done. is pretty much it isn't it i'm done yeah there we go sorted um I guess before we get started, actually, we I should probably say, sorry, we haven't recorded an yeah. episode in a little while. I think it's around Halloween we get burnt out. Yeah. And now we've got... Everybody like, wants us at Halloween, don't we? We are in demand, and it we just are. really, really exhausts... Because I looked draining. back, and we'd had and a break a, this time last year. Apparently there was another, some kind of corona business. So, it's but you've had your birthday in, my, in the time of corona, I had my you? birthday in the time of corona. It was actually really nice. Yeah. And it was just before second lockdown, so I managed to see my family. Lovely. But then all the rest of the fun stuff got cancelled. Oh, to two, yeah. 2020. So, apologies for... Yeah, but we're back. Yeah, but we're back with, um, yeah, like I said in that little back intro. Back with a she-wolf. With a she-wolf of France. Can I quickly say that I'm quite upset that it isn't a wolf? Because I think that in Norfolk, although we have shark, obviously, mm-hmm. we don't have any werewolves, particularly apart from the werewolf of the fen, the dog. And what about the beast of the A1075? But is he a werewolf? I think he is a werewolf. Is he a werewolf? <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, but this a... one was a real chance for it being an actual wolf. Yeah, but it's isn't. not, it's a, a lady. It's a lady. Who sounds really cool, actually, though. She does sound I really cool. Really and we talked her. about what to talk about, and we both immediately went for this one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Castle Rising is in the west of Norfolk. Not too... It's, it was served, amazingly, by the Babingley River, which um. I believe <laughs> <laughs> boasts a beaver. A beaver bishop of Babingley. So yeah, please do look up the beaver. A beautiful Bab- bishop beaver. Of the Babingley. beautiful bishop beaver of Babingley. It was the Babingley that. So it's that kind of area. It's on the yeah. Sandring Estate, isn't yeah. it? I yeah. Yeah. Uh, or right next. to It's the very close Estate. to it, I think. Yeah. And it's like, I have actually been to this place, which is unusual for me to say because I've actually been somewhere, and it's exactly how I always imagine a castle to be. It's proper like, fairy tale. It castle. is really. It's like. You go over the mound and it's like in a little, kind of in a, a hollow, I guess, within the mound. Because the mound is high, isn't it? And then you go back down. Yeah, there's there's several kind of concentric rings, yeah. aren't there? But the mound is like 20 metres high, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so... It's proper castle mound, yeah, isn't and, it? Yeah, and then there's the keep is still standing and there's these two big wooden doors that you go through and you go up some stairs and... And actually, it's surprisingly intact, which is yeah. really exciting when you get to a castle and there's actually something I, you can go into. I don't into. think they had many attacks on that castle. I don't think they had any, yeah. did they? <laughs> no, Nor- 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 Norwich either, did no. they, really? They had one <laughs> one really small rebellion. Because we're in the middle of nowhere, no one could be bothered. No, it's like, should we go to attack? No. So it was built, it was, it started being built in 1138 by a Norman lord. Oh, well, you're not going to say his name? William... 
De Albini. Dalbini. De, De Albini. Dalbini, Dal, isn't it? Yeah. Dal... Oh, I don't know. Um, and in the 14th century, the castle became home to Queen Isabella. I think Isabella's a really nice name. It's a really nice name. Yeah. And it can go down to Bella. Yeah. She's also really nice. Or Izzy. Yeah. Well, there's there's a go. few good options there. When you, I don't a, know, when I you get imagine. a new animal. Yeah. Um, so she was the widow and alleged murderess mm. of Edward II. Um, she was regent of England from 1326 to 1330 and was the youngest surviving child of Philip IV. Is that what one V? He was, IV? yes. He was Philip the one V, um, Art the Fourth, who I've got some info on really quickly. He was born in 1268. His mother died when he was three. Aww. His father, Philip, remarried a woman who preferred her own children to Philip and his brothers. And when Louis, Philip's elder brother, died in 1276, who would have been king, uh, his stepmother was accused of poisoning him. Oh. Yeah. Did and I read that Philip was quite handsome? He, well, that's a, that's a, that you'd think so, because his nickname was, uh, was Philip the Fair, wasn't it? Mm, I don't it know. just meant he had fair hair. Oh, OK. Sorry. But also, he died at 46, with, and rumours were his death was God's revenge due to his destruction of the Knights Templar, whose leaders he had burned at the stake a few months earlier. Mm. It was said both he and the Pope were cursed by the Grand Master Jacques de Molay as he died. Oh. So there you go. I actually had in my notes, I actually have no idea who these people are, but now Yay. I do a little bit. Thank you, Stacia. <laughs> Here to educate and Thank entertain. You. So Isabella was, um, she was revered as being beautiful and diplomatic and intelligent. And she got married, um, she came to England and got married to Edward at the age of 12. Yeah. So to be beautiful, diplomatic, diplomatic and intelligent mm. at that kind of age yeah. is I like... I think that may be, yeah, I, I haven't met many, well I've met beautiful 12 year olds, I haven't met many diplomatic 12 year olds. Mm. But she, apparently the marriage was not, uh, was only on paper mm. until she was a little bit older and then I found out she was um, pregnant by 16, so not that much not longer that much, was it really? No. No. But also, Edward... Yeah. Edward was a conf- <laughs> also Edward. was a confirmed bachelor, as I believe private I call it. He he enjoyed the company of dashing young men, mm, didn't he? Yeah, and I think I get the impression from what I've read that made their relation quite obviously made a bit their, difficult. Made a bit, I yeah. honestly I feel bad well, for him that he have, had to like I think they had four children. Well they so probably not just had that to difficult. Yeah. Maybe they were just stumbling around the bedroom in the dark and tripped. Yeah. Or, or something. <laughs> but, yeah, he had... Um, I love the the name of his second uh, fancy man. So, first one is Piers Gaveston, who comes to a sticky end. And the second is Hugh Dispenser the Younger. They're not called like that anymore, are they? No. And uh, he married off both of these men to his to royal cousins. So, they so he'd keep them close yeah. by. Yeah. And I think Isabella put up with that. Kind of quite some time. So I think a lot of women then would have had to have just put up with that. Yeah. I think Hugh Dispenser the Younger, however, was her kind of um, stick it, her breaking point. Yeah. Um, and she, she left him pretty much, didn't she? She yeah. went back to France. Yeah. Where she met Roger Mortimer. Yes. My kids had a had a, had a gerbil called Mortimer that turned oh. out to be a girl. Oh. I know. Mortimer the girl. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that the one that ended up in the garden? They all ended up in the <laughs> cemetery. I've moved from there now. <laughs> Their spirits remain. Um, so when Isabella and Roger were... There's another plane. There's a plane. There's another plane. Literally, we're like magnets to planes. Do you think it's the same time? Was it a Thursday when we did the one at Zach's? No, it was a Friday morning. Oh, yeah. This it was is a Thursday it? afternoon. Yeah. We're just manifesting planes. Yeah, sorry. We'll just speak a bit louder for a bit. Yeah. Um, so when they were in France, I think, um, she talked Roger into getting rid of Edward mm. and oust the dispenser. Dispenser. Dispenser? Dispenser. <laughs> Yes. Dispense the dispenser. Yeah, dispense of dispenser. And, oh my no, we are going to have to stop. Hang on. Okay. Okay, so we're back. The Sorry about gone. that again. I think it's because we live in Norfolk and there's lots of air bases around here and they're obviously practicing. And everyone was pointing at the plane and the we apocalypse. couldn't see it, so it's probably a really good plane. Yeah. We still haven't seen it. So, yeah, so. Um, Isabella went back to France in 1325 because she was obviously getting a bit annoyed. Getting a bit annoyed. Um, this story does will relate back to Norfolk eventually, at some point, just so you know. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, within a year, Isabella had returned to England with a small army and opposed her husband and became regent on behalf of her son, Edward III. Many believe it was at this point she ordered her husband's murder. Mm. So I will just add something that I've not got in the notes here. This was all going on at Nottingham. Yeah. Um, obviously Nottingham, Sheriff of Nottingham, Robin Hood. Nottingham's actually really nice. It is really nice. Yeah. I've had the best cheese scone apart from the ones at the assembly house quick <laughs> in my life in the bus station there. Oh. Mm. I always think of, if I hear Nottingham, I think of cheese scones. <laughs> And Robin Hood. So they took, Isabella and Mortimer took over all of the country because um, her son was too young at the time mm. to, to actually rule. Edward III. Yeah. Um, but they didn't rule for very long. She was a, it says here a spendthrift. I don't actually really know what a spendthrift is. So is that you, a lot of oh, oh, I didn't know if it was, she was quite yeah. thrifty. No, quite the opposite. Okay. And so she was unpopular with the people, yes. I guess, because she lived a lavish lifestyle. She did. Um, she liked her things. In 1330, her son deposed Mortimer and took back authority and executed Mortimer. Yeah. And actually, in um, in Nottingham, at Nottingham Castle, I did a, a ghost tour and they told the story of um, Queen Isabella and Mortimer. And there's a place there called Mortimer's Hole. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. What does it look like? Um, well, we couldn't actually see it. <laughs> you couldn't get into Mortimer's no. Hole. Um, he, they didn't actually describe how they killed him, which did involve... His hole? His hole. <laughs> did it? Oh my... <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, that this is really awful, it's no laughing matter. Okay, so. okay. Sorry. If I remember correctly, they stuck a burning oh a red hot, hot poker, poker right up, up his jacksey. Yeah. Oh yes, that is. I think that is true. Yeah. Um, and so there's this place. It's like a, there's loads and loads of tunnels in Nottingham. Nice. And basically, at the tunnel that's at the castle, you can. It's said that you can hear Isabella crying for Mortimer. She says in French. 
Fair son, have mercy on the gentle Mortimer. And that's kind of what you can which hear. Which he didn't. Which he didn't, know. no. In French, it, is that French? Belle fits, I, it sounds German. Oh my word, are you honestly going to try and speak French? No. Let's not do that. Let's not go there today. Just do the English translation, yeah. which you were so really good Yeah, so Fair Son, have mercy on the gentle yes. Mortimer, and that is still said to be heard around this, this tunnel. Mm. Um, so, after Mortimer's death, Edward III, he he didn't kill his mother, which is nice. Mm. Nice boy. Nice boy. <laughs> but she was exiled, pretty much, yeah. and that's when she arrives at Castle Rising. I think there's a belief, isn't there, she was imprisoned. I don't think it was quite that mm. bad. I think she was not allowed to show her face, yeah. and she had to keep kind of in the castle. But I think she lived in some splendour, Well, didn't I she? mean, like, going from what Castle Rising is like, yeah. you know, it was... It wasn't And if you look horrible. at kind of the bills of what they had bought, the carpets and yeah. the, the furnishings, she had maids, she had, you know, she had knights, she entertained a lot. She wasn't allowed out mm. of the of the boundary, I don't yeah. think. Um, but, it, like you now. know, she overlooked a deer park and, and, and Edward the um, Third popped in yeah. every so often. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if, you, if he had just killed your other half, you know... Probably best to lie low. But I suppose if, he's, if she's killed his dad... It's all one, you know, it's yeah. one give one, take one, isn't it? I mean, really? he obviously cared for her, though. Yeah. Because he, he didn't, he didn't have her executed. Is, is that your, is that your, ba- is that your kind of rule? <laughs> yeah. That if you don't have your parents executed, you it shows you love them. them. <laughs> okay. Well, there's the, you've raised the bar high. Okay. Um, Happy Mother's Day. I'm not yeah. going to kill you. No gifts. I'm just, just allowing yeah. you to live. Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, so she... Um... So she lived at Castle Rising, but she lived somewhere... She didn't die at Castle Rising, did no. she? And I can't remember where she actually died. Hartford. Okay, and that was in 1358. But... August the 23rd. Yeah, so she she lived a while longer, but it says that while living at Castle Rising, whether it's because it was so remote, I don't know, but she would suffer from... and This is a, occasional fits of madness... Which is quite unspecific. Well, I found some other some other information which suggests that actually, because she was born in at the end of the let me think eleventh thirteenth oh who knows in about yeah so in, in the late twelve hundreds, um, and she died in thirteen fifty eight. Okay. The suggestion is that she actually had dementia. Okay. Which would make sense. Yeah. Because. A lot of people wouldn't have made a great age in those no, days because no, they, wouldn't have. they wouldn't have lived in great. <laughs> I was just gonna say because they were killed by their sons. Because <laughs> they were killed by their sons, um, yeah. Uh, but they wouldn't have they wouldn't have got to those venerable ages no. because they weren't eating well, they weren't living well, they weren't in sanitary conditions. She yeah. was, in fact, interestingly, um, Castle Rising apparently had super newfangled toilets, oh. had some of the best toilets in the land. So she was living in a place where she was being fed well, she was being looked after. Mm. So she would have lived a lot longer than most yeah, people. Yeah. A lot of people possibly wouldn't have understood what dementia was. Well, they wouldn't. If, like you said, yeah, if people aren't living yeah. that old, and, they wouldn't have experienced possibly it. thought it could be cured. Yeah. So I wonder if she went elsewhere for cure. Yeah. And dementia can cause all sorts of really very distressing mm. symptoms, can't yeah. it? Because one of the things that's said to be heard now is like screams of mm. you and know howling. And howling and 
and and sh- and that she would and the bit that I kind of thought really did um, resonate is that she would escape from her rooms and she mm. would be found wandering around yeah and that too makes sense doesn't it yeah it really does so she was kind of almost by the end although she wasn't exiled by her son and imprisoned she by the end she almost was imprisoned at castle rising because mm. she was in the in the wall in the rooms upstairs the white rooms mm. um which had whitewashed kind of walls and that was where she did so they said she sewed and stuff but i guess that's where they kept her yeah so she didn't escape yeah so she didn't wander and and yeah so that kind of made a little bit more sense yeah that really does actually yeah and all of the screaming and it doesn't make sense as to why she would still be there Mm. but it does you know that kind of that kind of keening cry that that a lot of people or some people with dementia have the screaming the not understanding Mm. the wandering about and how distressing that would be. Yeah. Particularly, I guess, if, I mean, in the good old days, you would just go and expose them on a mountain, wouldn't you? And, and, and leave them there and say, uh, see you, mum, you know, hope you're okay. Make yeah. your own way back. But if it's the Queen, yeah. you know, I mean, they would have had to try and rein that in, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, So, when I read that, having thought, hmm is this just another example of a woman being called mad yeah because she, she was cause... just a bit bullshy yeah you know but i don't think it was i think probably she was ill yeah you know whether mentally ill or whether with dementia yeah but it makes sense doesn't yeah, it yeah no it really i hadn't even thought of dementia i, I don't know i'm not that familiar with the symptoms i've never heard really. it mentioned with a ghost before and when no. you start thinking about it it, it actually makes a lot of sense yes People wandering about and people who... I mean, we know that is a vast generalisation. Obviously, people are living with dementia and they are perfectly normal and Mm. they may not have any of those symptoms. But when you get advanced dementia, when you get certain kinds of dementia that really do alter personalities incredibly, Mm. you know, really sad... And just when you hear what the ghost is said to do... Well, this is really interesting because you were saying... A minute ago you said, oh, I don't, you know, it doesn't really explain why she is still at Castle Rising. Her spirit is still there. But actually the dementia element could maybe actually explain that. Because if she's not either, if she doesn't know that she's passed over because she's confused and or because... She returns to a time. It's like an, an emotional state. Yeah, that she's in a, in a highly emotional state. Do you so think then she's linked to that the building. number of times that somebody says to you when they have a relative or a friend who who develops dementia that they say, "I lost them a long time ago," mm. so to them the death was actually before they actually physically passed. Yeah, yeah. The person they were has gone. Yeah. So maybe there's some link there. Yeah. It just it was really it really interested me because it then got me thinking about all the other ghosts we talk about. And you suddenly think, but I've never heard that mentioned before. No. You know, you've heard that they go mad or that yeah. they were crazed or... And you wonder how many of those times, actually, they were suffering from a kind of degenerative yeah. disease, yeah. you know? And it's, I guess, I don't know when de- dementia kind of started being diagnosed. <laughs> Well, I guess you would have, I would imagine that you would have realised that if people got to a venerable age, sometimes they they changed mm. a, a great deal. 
But whether or not that was given a medical name yeah. and whether or not... It, it's definitely, like, an interesting thing to look into. Yeah. Actually, and I think I, I will. Yeah, it is interesting, Sounds isn't really it? interesting. I found that out quite late in the day, so I couldn't really yeah. do that. But I was... As soon as I saw that and just thought thought it through and thought how many other times it could mm. be a contributing factor. Yeah. Regardless, she comes back. Yeah. So, the upper floors of Castle Rising are said to be where she kind of roams the most um visitors there have reported hearing manic laughter and screams and the villagers have reported ghostly cries and caterwauling mm. um paranormal investigators have investigated the site fairly often yeah and they've reported hearing um phantom footsteps and the sounds of children weeping yeah unusually monks yeah. Tapping um, at windows. Strange yeah. mists. Yeah, oh, I do love a mist. You love mist. I do love a mist. Don't you? I think they might be one of my favourite. Yeah, that is love one of the best them, ones. Don't you? I was I thinking, as soon as I saw strange like, mist, I thought, here we go. Yeah. I she don't know what it is mist. about mist. I don't know what it is about stones. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, something grabs you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, just. Although less mists than stones, I would say. Actually, one of my birthday presents you would actually really love. Is it a stone? One of my friends, well, my friends, Gemma and Pete. They got really, like, they, I was like, well, this is really heavy. It was like a black velvet bag. And I opened it and it was just loads of hagstones that they'd collected for me. But, like, really big ones. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I was like, Stage's just going to want this. I love them. I love there them was, so Honestly, much. there was loads of them. It was so sweet. It was, like, such a nice present. I must have, like, I reckon. I don't, I dare not even count. And, and I want to say, they come to me. I don't go to them, the stones. But now, outside my front door, near my front door, I've got probably 50 there alone. Then I've got a tin of them, haven't I? <laughs> then I've got them on my... They're just everywhere. People bring me them now, and people find them. And I just find them continually, don't you? Well, that's it. I never used to find no. them, but I find them... Yeah. And, and I know you're not, you, you're not allowed to take stuff off the beach, no. but they're not just at the beach. No. And I find them all over gravel. the place. Yeah, gravel. Whenever yeah. I see a you gravel... You found one at my house, didn't yeah. you? Yes. <laughs> and I found one at Redwell. Yeah, they're like, everywhere. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> beer stone. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. They found you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we're digressing. Sorry. Sorry. This, it, this is what mist does to us, doesn't and it? And also, we haven't spoken properly for two, three weeks. No, so, so. This is going to happen, sorry. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, like you said, strange mist, doors Did you opening. see that ghost photograph Yes, there? that's what I was commenting yeah, next. Yeah, I thought you might be. So, um, a paranormal investigator called Andy Radley of Essex Ghost Hunting, although I don't think he's a member anymore. I couldn't find... They are quite prolific, aren't they? Yeah, the I, couldn't, I couldn't find that he was still a member. He took a picture there. Did 2016. You 2016. He took a picture there, and it is actually a really interesting picture. And so it looks almost, I think it might be like a night vision picture yeah. because it almost looks like negative. Yeah. Um, and right in the in the foreground there's this misty figure that to me, bef and even before I read the description, I was like, oh, it looks like a lady with a long dress and yeah. a dog sitting next to her, like quite a big dog. I thought dog. the dog was much more pronounced than the lady. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, definitely. I got excited, I thought it was the wolf. <laughs> it is a well, wolf, maybe. Well, this is it. So in some descriptions it's described... Um, the image shows a shadowy figure of a woman and a wolf-like shape at her feet taken in the white room, one of the rooms where Isabella's spirit has been seen. And, yeah, she was known as the She-Wolf of France. It wouldn't surprise. Maybe a wolf is her, like, spirit animal that goes with her. Or, I mean, in those times, they did have massive dogs, like, hanging around. It could be places. a wolf hound, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. Oh. Yeah, no. Yeah. Bless them. 
So yeah, but it is actually a really it's actually People have analysed it and they can't see any shenanigans. I'm it's of it. not better known that picture because yeah. it is pretty good, isn't it? It is a good one. Yeah, and if you think how other pictures, you know, you think of Worcester Church, mm. you think of the Brown Lady, all of these, and it's it's quite good, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it is. did go in the Express. Well, yeah, I had to click on the sun, which annoyed yeah. me. Oh no. I like to click you have to do what you have to do sometimes. You've got to be, you've got to get there somewhere. Um, but it is a really good picture, and, and Google it because it, it is actually one of the. I'd say we could probably 10. share it. Can yeah, we, we could on? probably share it on social. Yeah. Um, but it is a really good picture, and, and it makes you. I don't know. Mm. I want to go back to the Castle Rising now. Basically. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so we, we had some plans, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Ruined plan. by Corona again. But we will go um, at some point. We actually could go to the other one, Castle Lake. Yeah, we're, we're going to go to Castle Lake. We can go to Castle Rising as well. Um, we went to school with someone called Andrew Rising. Every time I think of Can- Castle Rising, I think of Andrew Rising. <laughs> Not quite the same. Um, when we first did this story, we shared it on our <laughs> Facebook page. Yeah. And we got some really interesting responses, didn't we? We did. But one in particular was from a lady called Dawn Clark. And she was on a paranormal investigation there. Uh, she was in the cellar when she realised that she was not alone and she turned to face the presence which she felt close to her. She said, it was a tall, grey-looking guy towering over me, looking straight at me and close to my face. I quickly stepped back, mainly from surprise rather than fear. He disappeared so quickly. I mentioned it to another friend who was standing on the other side of the room. I thought it was him behind me. He said he was watching me at the time and saw a grey shadow yeah. walk around me. Does this mean I get to tell the other story? Yes. <sighs> but that was like, so that was from our um, Facebook page. I thought it was quite an interesting one. It is, yeah, it is. And and always nice to have people come to us with these yeah. stories, isn't it? Yeah. And tell us what they've seen there. Yeah. Um, it is kind of a real mecca for paranormal investigators, mm. isn't it? But I guess... It's such I a great think term. That there was like either a most haunted or like ghost. It wasn't ghost mm, adventures. One of them. Wasn't one it? of them. Yeah. Came over and went there. Yeah, it's quite well known, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, yeah, a, a splendid story. Um, a former custodian of the castle, I believe his name is pronounced Norman Fay, but who knows? Um, anyway, Norman um, went along to a paranormal investigation and said. I wandered silently around the group, snacking on potato <laughs> rings. It's exactly the kind of detail you want to know, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, and we would do that. Actually, they're really important details as well, though, because yeah, they're that... quite crunchy, aren't they? I think if I was doing an EMF investigation, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'd like... choose a hula hoop. Because they're, they're like probably the loudest... Would you say they're the loudest crisp? <laughs> Imagine me and my husband had a discussion about this. Did you? we really like hula hoops. Yeah, they're really loud. It wasn't loud. Right to this, it was a completely independent discussion I think it's the loudest snack I think if I was choosing a snack to take on a paranormal investigation I would probably go for something like a quaver yeah or prawn cocktail yeah because you can skips. like let them melt can't you skips. whereas I mean in anyone's terms a hula hoop is a loud yeah, crisp isn't it it is I'm just trying to think if I can think of any of the louder ones but I don't I mean walk you know like normal crisps are quite loud I don't know, not kettle, as loud. Kettle crisps can be quite noisy because they're, they're quite crunchy. Crunchy, but still nowhere near. No. It's nowhere like, near. It kind of reverberates through the hoop, doesn't mm. it? Do you know what one of my favourite things to do at universe? 
What? Is get a hula like a tub of like Philadelphia, mm. and then a hula hoop, and like scoop the cheese, the cream cheese oh into the hula God. hoop. And then... That's an amazing. It is snack. a really good snack. I would highly recommend. My favourite is to have some salted peanuts and then some salted crisps, and to have them together to use mm. it to just taste sensation. There we go. Snack news <laughs> from us. So Norman. Anyway, back to Norman. I wandered silently round the group, snacking on potato rings. We had four EMF meters lying on the seance table in the centre of the room when suddenly all four meters sprang into life, registering a high reading. I frivolously asked, do you want one? And a single red flash confirmed the entity did. (laughs) I placed a single ring on one of the meters and it responded with a single flash. This experience was both profound and highly amusing. To think that great philosophical question regarding afterlife survival was answered in such a mundane way. So Queen Isabella liked hula hoops. Who doesn't? Well, this is it. Yeah, although he does say potato rings, so he does not mention he doesn't actually what they are. Not sponsored by but if, hula hoops. But if they weren't hula hoops, he was wrong, wasn't he? Well, I would say. Sainsbury's they are quite good. hula hoop. Are you like thinking of the sort of ones? No, just the plain ones. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. But so she eats, um, she eats hula hoops, which is... A piece of information I've never had about a yeah. ghost before, I don't think. No. We know Bigfoot likes... Yes, he likes what's-its. But <laughs> I tell you what, that is a map coming up right there, isn't it? The <laughs> snack map. Paranormal <laughs> snack. That's quite difficult to say, paranormal snack map. Can you let us know if you'd like a paranormal snack map? And we will start working on that. Because <laughs> we've now got two, Bigfoot and the what's-its. And Queen Isabella and the Hula Hoops, which is great news. Um, there's lots more about this, isn't there? Um, yeah, I mean, Castle Rising, the ghosts are really interesting. There's also an interesting kind of story about witchcraft, which we have discussed on the Biddies episode, yeah. which was in um, 1963, two poppets were found, like clay poppets of a, one have of them. Have we written about this recently? I don't know. I had a massive deja vu about this. Like, unbelievably. Um, yeah, I had a real feeling about it. So maybe I don't know, we maybe should we've just talked write about, about it. it. Maybe we've just talked about it recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's this ritual where two poppet, clay poppets were mm. found with um, hawthorn thorns in, in their heart. Um, it's a really interesting case. Um was this the one where there were others nearby as well? Yeah, but there was only these two found at, um, at um, Castle Rising. It was assumed to be black magic, but to me it sounds... It doesn't sound like black magic. I don't know. I think because horse, if it was Hawthorne, that's kind of more of a positive kind of... I think if it was, if it, it was nails driven yeah, through... Yeah, or, or the other one, if it was Blackthorn... Yeah then it could be black magic because black protection. Thorn. So I think it's some kind of protection kind of magic. I don't know. I would love to know the bottom of this story. Yeah. There was a whole spate of these kind of findings in, in West 60s, Norfolk, weren't in the, there? In the early 60s, And obviously yeah. everyone freaked out yeah. entirely, didn't they? Yeah. And and I, but then it just kind of went all quiet about yeah. it. Yeah. I think, were there not three, though, and it's the power of three? There was... There was Two poppets and a heart, like a sheep As in heart. there were three incidents of this happening um, in West Norfolk. Yes, I think you're right, actually. And then, and then it's the power of three, yeah. so therefore the, it would be done. Yeah. But it'd be interesting. I think I'd really, really like to know whether it was Hawthorne 
thorns or black thorn thorns because I think that would really change the emphasis of what the person I'm was trying to do. I'm 100% sure it's Hawthorne. But I mean, I know they say it's Hawthorne. But they could be wrong. But it, they're just making an assumption that it's... Yeah. So they could... I would like, if those poppets still existed somewhere... And we could hope imagine, they do. And we had them. Oh, word. I know. Yeah. But then also kind of... Kind of relating to witchcraft, but not really, is the um, know where you're going. the old ladies. You will have seen this picture. This picture you may is not used. have seen the picture of Queen Isabella and her dog, but if you haven't seen this picture, I don't even know why you're not. Yeah, is this picture like and, and any pictures of this group of women are used all the time to illustrate witches, witches but they are not witches no. in any way. In fact, they're probably like as opposite <laughs> as you can get. Um, so they are um, ladies from the Hospital of the Holy and Undivided Trinity. It's a bit of a mouthful. Um, which was founded in Castle Rising. Um, it's an arms house. Yeah, an arms house. It? They were built between 1609 and 1614. And they they basically sheltered accommodation for 12 women from the Castle Rising parish. I think they had to be over... They had 57? to be single and 56 or 57... Yeah. Um, they had to be, oh, here we go. The sister was expected to be of an honest life and conversation, religious, grave and discreet, able to read, a single woman, 56 years of age at least, no common beggar, harlot, scold, drunkard, haunter of taverns. We're out then. So, yeah. Before then, we were here with this. This is our our (laughs) stop. harlot. Yeah. and they're, they're still there to this day, and it's it's basically the hats. The hats look how we think witches have if to be. If you drew like, a group, if, you, if somebody said to you, draw a group of witches having a cup of tea, yeah. you would draw yeah. that picture. But, the, I mean, that hat actually has nothing. No. I, I did start looking into witches' hats, and actually I think this could be a whole podcast, maybe mm. for Law of the Land, mm. because, and I won't, so I won't go into too much of it here, else we will be here all day. But I definitely want him at some point. Because mm. the history of the witch's hat is actually really interesting. And although nobody knows the exact reasons that witches wear pointy, tall hats, there are lots of very interesting theories around it. But these women, you know, this was like... Um, the hats were... They're called sugar sugarloaf hats. And they're obviously based on the moulds. The sugar cones. The sugar yeah. cones from, from that sort of time. They're also known as um, copitan hats. Um, so that they're very tall, crowned with a narrow brim, and rather than pointed, actually, they're kind of rounded, rounded the on the top. Yeah. I'm doing a rounded action right yeah. now for everyone. Again, um, <laughs> and they were worn by men and women um, <clears throat> from the late 1500s um, into the mid 17th century, and they were actually just like a really popular style of hat. I think and you so, see them in Blackadder, to be yeah, honest. I think I do. <laughs> Not quite as, as high, but I mean, to all intents and purposes, it looks like a group of witches in Castle Rising, and that is what that picture is used for. Yeah, wrongly. Uh, but we have to, like, they yeah. are not, and I think Every people get quite upset it. when they are called witches. Yeah. People, and I'm yeah. rightly, like, yeah. if they're not witches, they're not witches. Mm. Um, but the time when the armhouses were built ties into when those hats were fashionable, so that was kind of like their uniform to signify that these women were looked after mm. in those armhouses. Mm. But yeah, it's it's an interesting village. There's lots going on there. I don't. I I couldn't see when the last 
kind of citing it probably is our one from Facebook yeah possibly actually um I would imagine so and it is hard when those sightings are paranormal investigators isn't it I mean not because we don't kind of respect what they do Mm. but you kind of prefer something completely yeah I think with paranormal like with those people are going to yeah they're going to try and inter- get these interactions, which I, is fine, and I we wouldn't have a lot of stories about them. I have been there but... and have not really felt anything, but then I haven't been for a very long time, and I went on a boiling hot day. Yeah, I think when I went, I might not have known about the history at all, actually, because mm. it was it's quite lovely, a long time though, isn't ago. It? Really lovely, yeah, really, really nice. It is a fantastic place. I kind of feel that there are elements of this story that have come through the ages that are really wrong. So, certainly the first story I ever heard was she was imprisoned there Mm. and she went mad. Yeah. And I don't think either of those things are the case. But that doesn't really stop the ghost story. No. Because the fact that she wasn't imprisoned there, she kind of was in a way. It's a bit like lockdown, isn't it? Well, that's why... In that you're at home... So Aren't she is you? kind of imprisoned, but not I think that's why like, we chose this one, isn't may, it? Maybe it's a subconscious yeah. thing of feeling like we're Queen Isabella. <laughs> yeah, slightly going mad. <laughs> Walking around the house howling, as we do. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's that you you are in somewhere which is your castle, literally. Yeah. Your home. But you're not allowed to leave. But you're not allowed to leave. And you're not allowed to see anybody. Yeah. Unless they, unless they come to your door. And you're not allowed to do anything. So, mm. she, in a way, she was imprisoned, albeit in a really nice castle. Mm. I would take that at the moment, being in a really big castle yeah. with nice grounds and a deer park. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. <laughs>